The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Romacraft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time romacraft tobacco the after show the after show the after after show show. it's the after show everybody Mm. welcome wednesday and michael herklotz is still with us you think he'd leave by now it's four days i tried i guess i wouldn't leave right yeah it is the after Once show. Once you're in. We have just finished up, and one of the things I mentioned on the show, I had some bad news. The Cigar Authority's trip to Nicaragua that was all planned, 30 of us going down there and seeing a cigar factory and all that, and I know a lot of you out there were excited to go, as I was. Um, it is canceled, and um, one of the reasons it's canceled is political unrest, what's going on in Nicaragua, um, which got me to think, and... Um, Sunday, um, I was just on the, um, what is the name of that show? Mirafel Mir- thing. Mirafel and Fuente. Yeah. A- ask the professor. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and something came up on that show where um, they didn't really want to talk about it. I brought it up. I go, hey, the election just happened, and this is what happened. And it was like, oh, you know, I don't want to say anything. You don't want to say anything because the people that ran against Daniel Ortega went to jail for running against Daniel Ortega. And if you go back and you and you think about what happened last time, 1985, there was an embargo against Nicaragua. It was um, Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan puts the embargo, it lasts four years. And during that time, you had Padron that was there. They burned his factory down. All kinds of bad stuff happens at a time like this. This guy put all the people running in office against him to jail. He made his wife the vice president. After his third term, he says, you know what? We're going to end up going to four terms now. It was the maximum of three terms. He created that. The people rioted in the street. The election happens. Guess what? He wins. There's nobody running against him. And now what ends up happening? Who the hell knows? But certain countries are very unhappy with him, one being the United States. And President Joe Biden signed legislation on Wednesday that will increase the pressure on Nicaragua through new sanctions, whatever that means, following the election that that Biden called a sham. This is Joe Biden called the election a sham. So whatever you think of that. <laughs> um, so uh, Ortega is, is not letting, letting go at all, uh, actually going to make it worse. And there's monitoring going on, reporting on to Ortega's corruption, his family, and human rights abuses that are happening in that country. So this is not good. And what is going to, what happens, who, who knows what it is, but a hypothetical is there becomes another embargo. I'm kind of a historian that looks back at what happened before and then say, okay, most likely 
If that happened before, the same thing could end up happening. There's a good shot of it. Did the embargo work uh, the last time? Did it change yes, the outcome yes. for the people? San Denisans weren't in power, and the country became prosperous. Daniel Ortega gets back in. Oh, this is okay. He's a changed person. And here we are, back to the same, same thing. Again, history repeats itself. What's important here is what the cigar industry is doing right now. Last year, U.S. imports were $330 million. This year could reach Four hundred million imports, or possibly four hundred twenty million imports, which would be a record from the nineteen ninety seven boom. This could be the biggest year ever. The numbers aren't in yet, but it could be there. Also, what's different is Nicaragua is the number one cigar maker in the world, with possibly two hundred million of the four hundred million. So they're fifty percent anyway of the entire world's productions on premium cigars. Number two is Dominican Republic. Number three is Honduras. And number four, way down, which used to be number one, is Cuba at less than 70 million this year is what it was expected. And they were number one not too long ago. So um, this is very important. And, and so you're a Dominican factory. You say to yourself, oh, Dominican factory will just make more cigars. A lot of the tobacco is Nicaraguan tobacco also. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to be a boom for you. It's going to be quite the opposite. And all these things turn into more expenses and more delays and more all this. This is a bad thing. It doesn't matter what side you're on and and where you're doing this. Um, All of a sudden, things become more problematic. So um, what happens if, hypothetically, if this happens, what happens to the cigar world? Is the question. One thing I think that's important to remember, when you look at Nicaragua, it's a, it's a country with a lot of different places. A lot of this political unrest tends to reside in Managua, in the capital. capital. Um, I was there a few years ago when there was also quite a bit of unrest and, um, and rioting and, and uh, civilians were being shot, if you recall. Yes. Um, and I couldn't go down for almost a year. And then they finally said, okay, you know, it's, it's safe. Come on down. Um, and there was still some of that tenseness in, in Managua. But in Esteli, you know, they're just hardworking. Yeah, farmland. Just hardworking farms. people, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you know, you, all, it, you always see this kind of unintended consequence of people being hurt that, that, that shouldn't be hurt. But remember, they wouldn't even let the trucks go through. They couldn't cross the border. Right. But I, from a, from an industry standpoint, if in fact there is an embargo, you know, you have you have some of these guys like Padron, Placencia that also have Honduran factories just over the border. I would like to believe that there would be able to be some pivoting and shifting, and prop up perhaps their Nicaraguan production in their Honduran facilities in the short term to help preserve yeah. some of their business. But I don't know how it would work if, in fact, there was an embargo on Nicaraguan tobacco purchased by a Dominican factory. Dominican Republic doesn't have an embargo against Nicaragua and then makes a cigar that's a blend of Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Honduran, let's say, like the Timeless Prestige. Does that embargo apply to a good that's made in Dominican using Nicaraguan if it weighs seven seven well that's the that's the exemption on Cuban stuff is seven percent by weight, but the requirements for the FDA is that it's air cured 
darkly cured water. Right. right. No one's reporting on the. So, to the as far as importing it goes, does it really matter what the ingredients are? It matters it, to the it consumer, does for but Cuban. You can't get a fifty percent Cuban cigar. Never mind a hundred percent Cuban cigar, but you can get a seven percent Cuban cigar if you want to say it. Yes, by weight. By weight, with if you want to including say it. packaging. Right. And that goes to if there was something they don't make automobiles, but let's say Nestle's, her, Nestle's, Nestle's chocolate is made with Cuban sugar, and it is wrapped in foil and has big, thick outer packaging for the master crate. So by weight, it's less than seven percent Cuban yeah. sugar, and therefore Nestle can be imported. But I, I have to believe, you know, there there are very few occasions where the premium cigar industry can um, can lead a national or even a global conversation. I mean, we just we are just generally not that important. No. If you look at the 1985 embargo, Nicaragua handmade premium cigars were not a meaningful contribution to the Nicaraguan economic state. No, but you can ask where the Nicaragua wasn't good for them. Of course. Right? But my point is now you've got 50% of the American imports coming from that country. The contribution of... The, the premium cigar industry to Nicaragua's total economic state yeah. and embargo would seriously affect Nicaragua. Yeah, between tobacco and coffee, I mean, it's you got to be hitting a huge percentage of their gross national product. Maybe, listen, China's buying everything. Maybe, you know dictate a ship or something, they connect with them and say, we'll take your cigars, don't worry about that. We'll take your sugar, frig them. Uh, who the hell knows what's, what's going to go on? It, it's enough that the Americans aren't going to want to go there. They're fleeing from Nicaragua also, like they are everywhere else. Uh, they got labor issues and all kinds of stuff going there. The people that they are unhappy. And Listen, Nicaragua got popular after after the embargo ended in 89. It was probably 92 when Nicaraguan cigars started coming into the market again and ends up being the biggest thing at this point. Can there be another country that can become the next Nicaragua, and it starts now because of Nicaragua? Could something like Costa Rica end up working out? At one time, CAO was Costa Rican. Lots of different brands ended up doing it. They found that the labor costs were too much, and that didn't work as uh, Jamaica, Macanudo, and, and Partagas and everything was made in Jamaica way back. Can Mexico start have a reassurance of making cigars instead of just growing tobacco? Philippines, during the cigar boom, they were making a lot of crappy cigars, but they're making, making cigars. Um, we see um, Honduras grew... Um, 100% from last year to this year. Uh, so Honduras is growing. They're losing people also. Um, China, they make cigars in China. They're, I've never had a good one, but they make cigars in China. Um, or do we just, you know, I don't think Marco Rubio, for instance, who is very, very pro-cigar, signed sanctions against Nicaragua. He, he was one of the two that signed immediately. So he's against it. Of doing doing business with them, this is this the beginning of, which will be the biggest thing that ever happened in the cigar industry. If this is an embargo for for us as opposed to 1962 with Cuba, this would be the biggest thing ever to hurt the cigar industry. We worry about taxes and all that. Nicaraguan embargo, holy shit, people are going down. Two thirds of the exports from Nicaragua go into the United States. 
Of all. Of all, of everything. So we are responsible for purchasing two-thirds of their exports, hmm. which would destroy the country. If we and how stopped. much of it's tobacco and coffee and all that? It doesn't break it down. It says... Uh, uh, you know, there's other exports. websites besides the one you're on. That, you this is export.gov. So it's knit uh, apparel, electrical machinery, precious stones, and agricultural products. Yeah, they do a, they, a lot of produce. Agricultural. A lot of produce. Mm-hmm. They also do a lot of flowers. Like when you go to the yeah, I heard that yeah Home Depot and you get those trays of flowers. Yeah. A lot of those flowers are are grown in uh, in Esteli. Wow. So it, it's a problem, and and you know some people are saying um, you know you're overstretching this possibility of it. I don't think so. I is think it, it well? Be, and given the party that's in power, probably not. But is there ever a situation where it's too big to fail, like the deal with China? We're not putting an embargo on Chinese goods because it's too big. Too big. Is no. is Nicaragua no. a big enough? They don't, first nut. off, they don't. They certainly don't care about cigars. Period. And, well, they don't care about business. And then you're going to have a Dominican company saying, "Oh, good, I'm going to be able to sell more." But that's it's not, it's not the way I don't, it's going to work. I, I don't think that would largely be um, the reaction. Yeah, I really don't. I think um, all manufacturers would be devastated at the idea that Nicaragua has has an embargo. Yeah, but I think. Honduras becomes a a very quick uh, refuge, as it was in the eighties. Yeah, you had a lot of people from Nicaragua go to Honduras. Padron, Placencia, uh, I believe, still. I know Placencia certainly does. I don't remember if yeah. if Padron's. Can we just a mail bigger, a- It would create a bigger issue at our border because a lot of people are going to flee Nicaragua and they're going to come north. And they'll either stop in Mexico or they'll try to get across the border. It becomes it's, a global issue. Well, they're doing it. Well, it's usually from further south than Nicaragua right now. Nicaragua is going to be. I hear from tenfold. the manufacturers; they're leaving. They're losing their best people. The the guys in charge of the box factory, the guys in charge of the the, the um, warehouse, and all the different things are leaving every day. It'll be interesting. I mean, hypothesizing where a a premium cigar industry manufacturing hub would be created, right? Yes. The reason the majority of them fail is because they don't have the know-how. Yeah. Right? They don't have the people. But in this moment of migration, you're talking about the the talented folks who know this craft are moving. They're leaving. Where are they going? And can the industry follow them? Like if- well, they're coming to the United States, and that, it doesn't work because then we have labor costs that, that go dramatic. But on their way to Mexico, why don't you stay in Mexico if there's plenty That's of work what I'm wondering. and things? Absolutely. Like, where do they have to cross through? What's the first place you have to go on the, your trek to the United States from Nicaragua? Honduras. Yeah. It's literally on, on the road. Right now, they're telling me also that every cigar leaving Nicaragua is going to Honduras. The trucks. There's no more leaving from Nicaragua leaving from Nicaragua anymore. They're going to Honduras anyway. So will the people end up going there? <clears throat> Is there places for them to live? Plus, it doesn't happen overnight. They have to train rollers. They have to train this, this, this. So it becomes a three-year thing. But I think people are starting to think of this already because you're looking at somebody like Skip Martin, who has his factory in Nicaragua, 
he's all over Dominican Republic right now. He's making his next brand, and he owns his own brand, and he's working with E.P. Carrillo. Why is that? I don't know why it is, but that's what's happening. But I just saw uh, the folks at Cigar Rings who have a, an operation in Esteli literally just broke ground on a brand-new factory in Esteli to, to make more cigar bins. And that's a that's a hell of an investment. Yeah. So so they must be looking uh, at a different set of facts. Yeah. The, the, well, this was just Wednesday that this ha- this happened. So we're gonna follow it and watch what goes on. But off the record, these manufacturers are concerned. On the record, they can't say anything because they don't want their factory burned down. Because you do have uh, some serious stuff going on uh, over there. So uh, right now, it's time for the strength and character segment. So let it go. It's time for the Strength and Character segment. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. Okay, there are six pillars of character. Trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, caring, and citizenship. We are on... What are we on here? We were on citizenship. We were, but it's all gone. How many pillars do you have, Barry? None. <laughs> I like I like two pillows at least. Sometimes three. <laughs> three pillows. Pillows. Yeah. Uh, responsibility. Let's go to responsibility. The and ability to choose your response. Huh. Um. <laughs> self. Disciplined. He's laughing at you. Self. Disciplined. He's laughing with me. I think. No, we're no. all laughing at you. More at. Self-discipline. Are you self-disciplined? I, if you, you have to be in the, in the cigar business. Especially now that you're self-employed. Yeah. You have to be self-disciplined completely. Now let's take somebody that works for somebody else. Barry, self-disciplined. I think I'm showing that with the diet. Yeah. So, yes, I am. You're getting there, right? I'm getting there. Because obviously you weren't to get to where you were. Right. I showed no discipline. Right. And now I am. Okay. All right. I think with, with drinking res- less. Yep. Uh, one day a week now versus every night in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So responsibility is to me completely attached to accountability. You, you have to hold yourself accountable day in, day out, and everything you do in order to be in order to be yeah. responsible. And and as we were working for those big companies and stuff, there was a problem. You were a guy that would take it on the chin as opposed to find. It's his fault. It certainly ended up on you. The buck stopped with you as the top guy in the company. Yes, and and that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether you own your company or you run your company, yeah. you when you are a decision maker, then you have to take responsibility for the outcomes, good, bad, and different. Yeah, when things are good, it's we. When things are bad, it's me. Well, that. Listen, I mean, if, if we look back at the at the uh, the final, let's say, three years of the Nat Sherman chapter, there were several moments um, where I found myself in the in the uh, bullseye of <laughs> responsibility, yeah. regardless yeah. of whether I was responsible for a decision or not. You and still you, and you were the guy. They end up talking to you and say, okay, we're shutting it down, and then you have to go to everybody. You were the guy that had to give the bad news and all that? Yeah. We also, I was also the guy that had to make the call to close. 
because we kept trying to sell, we kept trying to sell, and it was the clock was ticking, and uh, and so you know we said we we'd like to give it one more go, and they said no problem, that, that's your decision, which I remember thinking like thanks yeah, thanks a lot, You're right? But, um, and then we gave it one more go and yeah. it failed, and then we said I think we're running out of time, and they said well it's your decision, and we're like well, okay great then let's make this decision, let's wrap it up. You, you went through a serious time, man. Go, going through that stuff. There's nothing worse than uh, ended up having to go to people to have families and all this stuff. And hey, here's the bad news. Yeah, you yeah. know what though? Uh, part of being responsible is telling the truth, being transparent, and laying out all the options and scenarios. All the time. Are you a shit sandwich kind of guy? You know, there's good news, there's bad news, there's good news. You know, the sky's the limit for you, man. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but great opportunities away. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, yes, I, I, I think I am. That, that you had said, uh, I don't know if this was true, but everybody ended up having a job before you closed the door? Well, Outcher was very generous. Everyone had severance. Everyone had soft landings. Um Guys I, working on the counter. A guy that was hired four weeks prior, sales clerk, got minimum six months. Wow. For, they, did, they did the right thing. Boy. boy. Um, but basically, everyone who wanted to get right into a new job did. And, you know, I mean, I, I was on calls with people doing character references and, and uh. you know, getting them, landing them, th- those who wanted to land. So it, it was... Uh, you know, out of a very unfortunate set of circumstances uh, to complete my shit sandwich, it, they're, they're really did turn out. Yeah, it's good. Turned out great. You did a great job at it, man. From watching out, I can't tell you. Wow. You know, it could have went very different. Yeah, it could have gone very different. Yeah. We could have sold the business. I have no idea what would have happened if, if we sold, if it landed to the, to the buyers. You know, what would they have done with it? I don't I, – honestly, I've never said this publicly – um, with the with the main buyer, I was not included. I wasn't going to be kept. They were going to get yeah. rid of me. So I have no idea what I would have done because I don't think I would have had the fortitude uh, and guts to start this. I don't think. I probably would have just tried to land somewhere else. Yeah. So it's just funny how it all kind of... Things work together sometimes. They work together. Will they work together for the country of Nicaragua in the cigar industry? That's going to be a question we're going to see, and I know people were, were saying you're crazy to even think this. What's crazy is to make believe like it's not happening and not look into it. So next week on the Cigar Authority, it's the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. That's what we'll have, but don't forget this Thursday, tomorrow. Joke and Smoke. Joke and Smoke, live at 6.30 uh, with Mr. Jonathan Carney. What's he cooking? Anything. What's he cooking? He's cooking all things from the uh, from the cookbook. Nice. All things from the Cigar Authority <coughs> cookbook. So we'll catch you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the Joke and Smoke. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.